Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. For many women and people of color, it's an exciting time in the entertainment world, and some traditional barriers appear to be crumbling. Sonia Perryman is someone who has experienced and contributed to those changes firsthand. She helped develop East Los High, the first English-language TV show to feature an all-Latino cast. For more, here is producer Evie Hemphill. Sonia Perryman has a background as an actress and in public health. A few years ago, she found an ideal way to combine both passions. Last week, she was in town to talk about that at Webster University. She also stopped by our studio, where I started by asking her how the TV show that she worked on most recently first came to be. Oh, gosh, it's quite the story. Um, But essentially, you know, our um, two co-presidents, Katie and Mauricio, you know, knew that there was a need for a program like this. Um, And it was actually born out of research. So I guess I should start to say that at Wise Entertainment, we're a little bit different from most Hollywood production companies because we always start with research because we're addressing social issues and we really want to make sure we get those issues right and do them as much justice as we can. Um, And so... They, they were doing research and they found that um, there was a statistic at that time, this was back in about 2009-2010, that 51% of Latinas would become pregnant by the age of 20. And so they were like, that's a huge disparity. How can we address that through entertainment? And also at the time, the research told them that, wow, there really is a lack of um, entertainment programming for Latinos in, in the U.S. market. And so they were like, there's a need to do this show, you know. That's featuring young people of color, specifically Latinos, and the issues that they're up against and, and, you know, what they're going through. And so Islos High was born out of that. So um, they hired writers and um, produced the show. But uh, it was quite a journey because at first people didn't believe in it. Um, But um, they ended up shooting. They got funding, foundation funding, because we were looking at sexual and reproductive health issues in the show. And um, then they brought it back to market and got offers and decided to go with Hulu. As the manager of research and development mm-hmm. for the company, how did you how did that process work for you? Yeah, so I wasn't there at the beginning, at the genesis of Eastlos High. I was hired later. Um, but essentially, you know, what my role is, is to, along with my wonderful colleagues, um, research these issues and help with the development of the show. So be it a season of Eastlos High, we actually just ended, but we had four seasons and um, the finale special just aired in December. Um, or be it a new show we're developing, we actually have a really exciting show in development where we're looking at the exploitation of women, specifically women of color in the South, and sex trafficking, which is a huge issue I didn't even know about until we started doing the research and really digging deeper. Because, um, And I get so excited talking about it because you just learn so much. So many of these issues are right under our nose. And we really believe at addressing stuff at the systemic level, but as well as like the community level and interpersonal level, like, you know, relationships. And um, you just dig deep and you see, wow, this is a huge issue, but we can hopefully tackle it through our programming. And of course, it it brings a lot of space for interesting programming and drama. How do you manage concerns like plot and character alongside wanting to have a particular message addressing mm-hmm. real-life issues? That's a really good question. That's a really good question. It's a delicate balance. But I will say, and I think this is the magic of East Los High, 
you have to start with entertainment. So we have all the research and we know, okay, we're going to address these issues. Let's say the issue of um, sexual and reproductive health or teen pregnancy. And you know, we want to get a message across to our viewers. But it has to be fun and exciting because if it's boring, nobody's going to want to watch it. You're not going to have an audience. So you have to make it exciting. And that's what comes with um building dynamic and complex characters, having drama, and addressing themes that anybody can relate to. Because, you know, East Los High is set in a really specific community, East Los Angeles. Our entire cast is Latino, which, by the way, East Los High is the first show in the history of television that has an all-Latino cast. Um, And actually, behind the scenes is super diverse, too, behind the camera, rather. Um, but but having that having you know this diversity and and addressing these issues but you've got to make it interesting and fun and you know look at um have themes like family, friendship, anybody. You don't have to be from East Los Angeles to be able to identify with these characters. And in doing that, you're able to have your messaging in there, you know, but make it fun and exciting because and have drama cuz or nobody will want to watch it. You combine two passions of yours, storytelling and mm-hmm. research in this role. Mm-hmm. How did your background uh, getting a master's degree in public health inform that? Oh, so much. I feel like, to be honest, I truly found myself and stepped into my own um, when I was doing that master's program. Because before, it felt like I was kind of all over the place. But then you realize it was all preparing you, you know, for this moment. Because I started off as an actress and you know, but again, learning about how, uh, character and 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 um, the importance of storytelling mm-hmm. all helped prepare me for my role now. But um, yeah, I wanted to to kind of do more to improve the health of my community. I saw so many people I knew, including loved ones, you know, suffering with chronic illnesses and dealing with a lot of social issues and and just feeling helpless. And finally, being like, maybe I could do something, play some sort of role to try to, you know, help folks. And so. I became a health educator, and then that led me to want to get my master's in public health at UCLA. And that's actually when East Los High first launched, and I heard Katie and Mauricio, our two co-presidents and and founders of, of Wise Entertainment, speak. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I think this is what I want to do. Like, they're addressing these social issues I care about, you know, health, mental health, um, discrimination, all of these different issues that affect us all. But they're doing it through the power of storytelling and through this really fun, exciting show that's activating young people. This is what I want to do. And so, yeah, it, it all kind of sparked from there. Can you give an example for those of us who haven't seen East Los High, maybe, um, Mm -hmm. of how one of those current issues comes to life in one of the stories about the characters? Of course. Um, I think one really potent example is I believe we were one of the first shows that had a protagonist that was um, undocumented. So the character of Eddie, he's undocumented. um, And we were um, looking at that story for over two seasons. Um, And, you know, he's a young person, high schooler, dealing with, you know, normal issues that all high schoolers go through, relationship problems and everything. But he happens to be undocumented. But he spent almost his whole life in the U.S., you know. Um, But really looking at the what he's up against being undocumented. And um, we really found a way that I'm very proud of and I know all my colleagues are proud of to activate our audience around that storyline, you know, around advocacy and voting through Eddie's storyline. 
um, because it was around the time of the elections that we were really um, going deep into his story. And he got um, detained and was in a detention center and was really dealing with a lot of abuse and it affected his mental health. But through the advocacy of his friends um, and his girlfriend, um, in Esau's High, they were um, able to help get him out of the detention center. Um, and so we were really able to uh, activate a lot of folks um, around that. And so it's something we're really proud of. Are there other TV series or movies that right now that you think demonstrate how things are changing in positive ways in the industry? Oh, gosh, yes. I think so much. I think stuff really is shifting, and it makes me really excited. Um, These shows are very different from East Los High, but I love them. I love the show Insecure. I love the show um, Atlanta. I love what Lena Waithe is doing. There's just so much good programming out there where, again, what Wise Entertainment believes in, where underserved audiences, so people of color and women, are at the center of the narrative and also in places of power. You know what I mean? Um, Where we're the writers, we're the creators of this content, and it shows because it feels authentic and real. And as a viewer, you're just like, I've never seen myself like this, you know, on television before. It's so exciting and fresh, and it just feels like such a great time to be working in this industry. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story with your dad um, Mm -hmm. and how you came to your interest in serving people in your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, my dad raised me as a single father from um, when I was pretty young and we were super, super, super close. Um, And when I was about nine, he was diagnosed with diabetes. Now, here's an interesting story that just kind of came to mind. And this is the power of storytelling. Do you know how he found out he was diabetic? Because I was reading the Babysitter Club books. I used to be obsessed with the Babysitter Club. And one of the characters is diabetic. And so I was reading the book uh, where it really goes into, you know, her having diabetes. And I was looking at the symptoms. And I remember I was telling my dad about the book. And I was like, yeah, she has diabetes. And she's always thirsty and always hungry. And I remember my dad's face going like pale well as pale as you know it could go he but he looked like he saw a ghost and he was like wait what were her symptoms again and I told him and then I remember two weeks later he told me he was diabetic and it was something he struggled with and you know with his weight and blood pressure kind of you know my whole life and he just didn't have the tools to you know properly manage everything. And so he suddenly passed away when I was 23. No one was expecting it, you know, um, due to not having proper care and just not having the tools he needed. And so it really changed everything for me. You know, of course, losing a parent and someone you love that much is terrible, but it also activated me. And I was like, and that's kind of why I was like, acting doesn't feel like enough anymore. Like, it's not just my dad. There's so many people in my community with type 2 diabetes, with high blood pressure, with heart disease, and all of this stuff could be prevented, or at least, you know, if with proper um, tools, you know, could be properly managed. And um, it just sparked in me. That's how I started working as a health educator. And why do you think that depictions of different issues on screen can be one of those tools in the toolbox. Absolutely. You know, nothing studies find that when you identify with a character, let's say on a TV show, 
that can help produce behavior change. And to me, way more than a pamphlet you get at the doctor's office. Not knocking that. You know, we do need it all. But when you are looking at something on the screen, again, television, film, whatever the medium is, and you're connecting with that character and you're seeing yourself in that character, that can move something in you to want to, to, to change, to want to learn more. So if I'm seeing somebody on screen and let's say they're going through something I'm going through, like a mental health issue, and I'm not speaking personally, but speaking in general, you know, we had a character on East Los High that um, went to, to therapy because she had experienced trauma. And let's say I see myself in her, but I'm scared to see a therapist because there's so much stigma around therapy, especially in communities of color. But I'm seeing this character. Her name is Camila on Islos High, and she's going to therapy and I'm seeing she's getting help. And I'm seeing that it's not this scary place um, that might move me to want to seek resources myself again, way more than maybe a pamphlet could, you know. Um, so I think. Honestly, storytelling in all of its forms, but especially TV and film, it's one of the most potent tools we have for change. You're in town to speak with Webster University students. What's the focus of that talk? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, well, first of all, a big thank you to Webster University School of Communication for having me. I'm speaking at um, the Media Academy, and I'm so excited to get to talk with the students. Um, I'm talking about essentially... um, reading culture to make culture and kind of wise entertainment, our process of how we create content. And it's really unique. And I'm really excited to share that with the students. In talking with Webster students, Mm -hmm. is it difficult to get into the entertainment industry um, for people of color in particular? You know what? That's a good question. Yes and no. Are there still certain blocks up? Is it still harder, especially if you're a person of color? Yes. Um, But I feel like stuff is shifting. We're in really, to me, exciting times. Yes, it's divisive divisive times, turbulent times, but I feel like it's because the old ways are crumbling. The old ways of, of all of this systemic oppression and keeping certain people out of places of power and keeping certain people from having a voice, that's crumbling. And people are like, I'm going to be heard no matter what. Even if I have to create my own web series, have my own blog, have my own podcast, I'm going to be heard. So it's exciting. So I feel like the barriers that used to be there are crumbling. And I just want to, if I can in any way, activate students to be like, your voice matters. Your perspective matters. There's only one you. Only you can tell the story you want to tell and go for it by any means necessary. And I really do feel like the story of how Islos was born, Islos High, like, okay, we have this story we want to tell. We want to address these issues. We want to, um, you know, talk to these community members and provide this content for this audience. And they had so, they were up against so much. So many people were like, no, this show will never work. It's too Latino. The female characters are too edgy, you know, all of this. But they didn't stop. They got the funding and they they produced the entire season one on a shoestring budget. And then people got it. And look where it is now. It's now an Emmy nominated show. So no matter what, keep going, because eventually, you know, if you stay strong to your vision and you have a uh, uh, and you believe in it and you have a strong message. It, I believe at least um, that, you know, there's a place for you. Can I ask why it was canceled after four seasons? You know, 
No, I can't speak to that, and I'm not entirely clear why, but you know what? It's all good. Um, Of course, there was more stories we wanted to tell. Of course, there was more we wanted to explore, but we're also grateful we got the finale special, so we were able to wrap up storylines. And, you know, there's so much more to do. East Los High is only the beginning for us. We have so many um, cool projects in our slate that we're so excited about, so it's okay. More to come from Wise Entertainment. And from you professionally, what's next? Yeah. Ooh, good question. You know, I just love what I'm doing at WISE. Like, again, working with my amazing colleagues, we have, you know, we're sticking to our vision of producing content where women and underserved audiences are at the center of the narrative. And just, again, getting to dive deep and explore and in the research, but also um, creating entertaining story that um, supports the research. So I'm just excited about that. We're, we'll see where everything takes us. Do you have any specific places in mind here in St. Louis that you're going to make sure and see Yes, while you're here? Yes, Evie. So <laughs> I'm staying downtown and um, actually, Patrick was telling me about the old courthouse. Patrick, by the way, from Burn PR. And I, so I got to see the arch. So let me back up. I got to see the arch and it was stunning in person. You know, I've always seen the pictures, but it was breathtaking. And then he was like, oh, you can go up. And, you know, I saw the windows up top and I was like, no, thank you. Cause I'm scared of heights, <laughs> but I will admire its beauty from down here. But he was telling me about the old courthouse and I literally got chills and how, um, you know, there were slave auctions on the steps. And of course, that in one way that's disturbing and, you know, to think of, wow, that's where, you know, my ancestors were auctioned off. But at the same time to know that they're that they're that this is being talked about out in the open, because I think that so much that's been the problem in the past, so much shame around our history and what this country was built on. But it's like, let's talk about it. Yeah, that was our past, but we're in a different place now. And the fact that, you know, people are talking about it in the open, there are plaques everywhere talking about the history. But I think talking about it is the only way we can move forward. So that actually made me feel really good. And I want to go there and check it out. And um as a way of honoring the past and my ancestors and what they endured, but also, I think, to be able to move into the future. That was Sonia Perryman, part of the team behind East Los High, talking with producer Evie Hemphill about tackling real-life issues on the TV screen. The series finale for East Los High, which ran for four seasons, was released on Hulu in December. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh. <laughs>